Hello everyone, Savella Morgan here. Thank you for stopping by and listening to another episode of 21st Century Hannah. Before we get started, I would like to thank my sponsors and my supporters. A great big thank you to Morgan Air Conditioning, Sales, Service, and Installation serving Tampa, Florida and the surrounding areas. Morgan Air Conditioning can be reached by calling 813-500-7765. That's 813-500-7765. Thank you, Morgan Air, for recognizing the vision of 21st Century Hannah. Your sponsorship is greatly appreciated. I would also like to thank Alba Digital Media. Alba Digital Media created my childlessnotbychoice.net website and they produce my podcasts. It is wonderful to have the same company creating my website and producing my podcasts. Thank you, Alba Digital Media, for making me look good and sound good. To contact Alba Digital Media for your website or podcast production needs, visit www.albadigitalmedia.com. That's www.albadigitalmedia.com. Next, I would like to thank Devoted, the musical duo who created my theme music. When I first approached Devoted for possibly creating a theme song for my podcast, I did so because of the pure talent I have witnessed from Devoted. Thank you, Devoted, for all the wonderful music you create for so many people. Devoted can be reached by emailing devotedministries at gmail.com. That's devotedministries at gmail.com. Finally, I would like to thank the owner of Edinburgh Dusters out of Edinburgh, Scotland, for his artistic suggestions on my websites and on my social media content. Your timely assistance in helping me during the initial stages of building this platform is truly appreciated. If you would like to help create awareness for and about the Childless Not By Choice community by becoming a one-time or ongoing sponsor, please contact me via email at civilla at civillamorgan.com. That's civilla at civillamorgan.com. As a sponsor, your product will be advertised to a global audience via this podcast, as well as my multiple social media platforms. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Now, on to the show. Well, hello, everyone. Savella Morgan here. Welcome back to 21st Century Hannah, where my mission is to recognize and speak to the broken hearts of childless, not-by-choice women and men around the world. I am spreading the great news that we can live a joyful, relevant, and fulfilled life, regardless of the fact that we could not have children. Thank you so very much for allowing me to sit with you once again for just a few minutes. Well, today we have a guest, and um, before we get started, I just want to let you know that, or remind you, I think many of you know by now that Although I continue to podcast about the child is not by choice demographic, I'm concentrating a lot this year on the subject of um, fitness and uh, the subject of nutrition and just what we need to do as childless, not by choice women, whether we're still trying to have children in some of the cases you're still trying for some of us, it's no longer viable, but 
we still need to remain as fit as we possibly can. And I know that um, I'm speaking to women around the world in different um, socioeconomic uh, situations, high and low and mid-range. But I still believe that there there are things that we can do, uh, no matter where we are and how we're living, to try and do something a little bit better for ourselves, to treat ourselves as, as best as we can, even if our societies may not be treating us that well. And so having said that, I have a guest today. And um, I uh, I met this guest at a luncheon a few years ago. And we so just so happened to end up sitting next to each other at this luncheon. I'd never met him before in my life. And uh, somehow <laughs> the, the issues of my migraines came up because they had come back with full force after having been gone for a few years, they came back again. But this time, being a little bit older, I just couldn't deal with them anymore. And we got to talking because I found out he, you know, he was into fitness, he has his own, and I'll ask him more about that. He'll tell you all about himself in a few minutes. But uh, after I realized he was a fitness person, (laughs) I said, um, you know, I told him about my migraines and uh, I never forgot the suggestions he gave me. And, um, and and based on those suggestions, the fact that I, I barely don't I barely have a migraine anymore. And if I do, I know why. It's my fault usually. So um it's it's amazing to be able to finally get a hold of this gentleman because he is a very busy man. And so without further ado, I'd like to introduce to everyone Mr. Michael Echeverria. Michael, are you there? Yes, I am, Sevilla. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent, thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I wanted to ask you first off, if you can tell us a little bit more about Fitness by Example, which is the name of your business. What is Fitness by Example? Well, uh, Fitness by Example is a uh, fitness company that I started back in um, 2004. And, you know, specifically, I am a certified fitness trainer um, actually hold two certifications, uh, just the, you know, the general public and also for older adults. And uh, the business was first established, you know, to try to help as many people as possible. And I chose the name Fitness by Example because I wanted to lead by example. So that's the what that's why I have that for the name of my company. So right now, um, I have shifted from, I still do some one-on-one personal training, not so much, mm-hmm. but the focus now mostly is group training because I'm able to impact a lot more lives that way. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm currently uh, doing right now. We're in, we're in Winter Park and, um, you know, we call them boot camps, but I always let people know it's not the boot camp like if you're thinking like the military mm-hmm. because as I'm I'm totally not like that. I always tell people this. I, just, I always say if you're with an instructor that is screaming and yelling at you at your so-called boot camp, I can guarantee you he was not in the military because I did go through boot camp and I would never want to scream at anybody because it's horrible. <laughs> so, so you don't yell at your group. <laughs> no, I don't do that. No, we got music going. 
my job is to motivate, um, get people through the exercises. And, you know, I always call it the fastest 30 minutes of the day. <laughs> okay. Hmm. You're saying that with a laugh. So I don't know. Fastest 30 minutes of the day. No, but you know okay. what? If you were to talk to them, I'm, and I, the thing is, is I'm being, a, actually, I'm being very serious. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's because the 30 minutes does go by fast. Now, mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie and say it's easy while you're going through it. But just the way that uh, the program is developed and we just go from different types of either resistance type exercises using mainly body weight. We use very little outside resistance hmm. um, other than very light dumbbells, but 90% mm -hmm. is mainly body weight. And we also do a lot of core training, flexibility training, and of course, cardio training. It's all mixed together and it's always exactly 30 minutes long. Hmm. Okay. So you said, um, you said it's the fastest 30 minutes of the day. You didn't say it's the easiest 30 minutes of the Absolutely. day. Absolutely. I got you. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. I got it now. <laughs> and for, for the listeners around the world, um, Michael referred to Winter Park and he's um, referring to um, a city here in central Florida, Winter Park, Florida is um, where you do your, your fitness and boot camps, right? Yes. Yes. Um, okay. It's actually an outdoor location. We're right in front of Living Hope Church. Okay. And we've been we've been in that physical location now for just about six and a half years. Okay. So for those of you who are local, and I'm going to ask you that a little bit later, but uh, for those of you who are a local, um, I'm going to put uh, Michael's contact information in the show notes if you want to get in contact with him. And uh, so uh, I'll get the information from you a little later. But um, you, you do bodybuilding as well, don't you? Yes. Uh, I've been a competitive bodybuilder since I've been training for bodybuilding since 1996. Okay. Uh, you know, prior to that, as far as uh, my competitive days, I actually started out as a power lifter uh, back in the, uh, in the <laughs> I'm dating mm. myself. Back in the early 80s. Okay. Okay. I remember that too. You can, if you guys see him, you'll see he's, this. the guy is buff, you guys. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was like, I remember when I first met you, I'm like, okay, I'm going to listen to this guy because he's obviously practicing what he preaches. <laughs> um, just by looking at him, you can tell that. So um, what put you on the path to this though? As far as being uh, a fitness and being a bodybuilder, a fitness coach and wanting to, you know, wanting to help people, especially in a group setting and also helping the elderly, which I absolutely love that. Wow. OK, you asked you asked several different I did. questions. So I'm going to I'm going to break it down right now. Okay. I'll, I'll answer each one um, quite for. I mean, I just want to put this in a way. So um, people can understand that, um, you know, I'm not crazy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the reason I say that, yeah, I, was, I was doing my morning meditation after reading the Bible, mm -hmm. and I just heard inside through, through my heart. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was very clear. The Lord wanted me to be a fitness trainer. 
I was not a fitness trainer at that time. And this was back in 2001. Yes, 2001. And the funny part about that, Sevilla, was when I heard that loud and clear, I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, man, Mike, why did you have to wait until like you heard that? Because that was like something that was obvious. Mm-hmm. I had been um, at that point, you know, training for bodybuilding, like I had mentioned earlier, since 96. So that's five years, you know, and, uh, you know, I had been training way before then, but it wasn't for bodybuilding. But back the very first time I started lifting and got serious was back in 1978. And you would think if I would just put two and two together <laughs> that this is a natural fit for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still remember laughing. And um, that's that's how I became a and people when they ask me that uh, uh, question, I always tell them God told me mm-hmm. and it was very literal. Bottom line. <laughs> Yeah. Now, when you talk about older adults, mm-hmm. okay, and it's funny that you mentioned that. I was, I was, uh, I was just telling this story literally yesterday evening, and uh, one of my clients, she's a nurse, and she works at a nursing home. So after the session was finished, and me and her were talking. I let her know, you know, about me having my other certification, how both of us, because we, we just love the, um, the older population. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to just take this back just a little bit. I had the opportunity to work with a doctor uh, back uh, from 2004 to 2007. I was uh, working one-on-one personal training with a DO, and that was uh her her patients that was their like the demographics the average age patient that i trained was in their mm, probably late 60s early 70s mm. because i had that certification and it was phenomenal she when i say she the doctor was mm. actually overwhelmed after i got i got um, hired on there on a temporary basis. She was very forward thinking doctor. I wish, I really do wish most doctors were like that. She brought me on and, you know, in the quest of helping these patients, you know, preventatively using fitness training, which I was all over that. And she goes, Michael, let's, you know, let's just do this. I'm going to give you like an eight week trial. Let's see how it works out. And after the eight weeks, uh, she sat me down and she wanted to know what I was doing. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just regular. I mean, for any personal trainer, any fitness trainer, wasn't doing anything special. It was just training them. But the results were actually, um, they were extremely um over the top. I mean, I had people getting off meds and I'm not saying training will do that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just letting you know what happened. She was telling me, she was showing me charts and, you know, needless to stay, excuse me, needless to say, you know, I stayed on Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, 
And the only reason I'd still be there to this day, and we we were able to do that because back then, um, Medicare was paying for the fitness training. Right. So the insurance was doing that, Medicare. Unfortunately, at the end of 2007, they, they changed the coding mm. to not allow that anymore, which boggles my mind. I mean, there's so much I can say about that because, I mean, you they, they also want to keep people out of the hospital. Right. I, I know that for a fact because I have elderly people in my life and I know that they they want to make sure that these people are not returning to the hospital, especially for the same issue over and over. So why not pay for their fitness? <laughs> you know, I, I never could understand these things, but who knows? So you're still working with the elderly and um yeah actually right now right now as as we are speaking my boot camp as far as members mm-hmm. we've got the youngest boot camp member we've got is 12 years old and the oldest is 80 oh wow I love that I mean I love I love the elderly anyway, so whenever I hear of somebody who has a heart for the elderly, they just really, I mean, that already tells me a lot about that person, you know, because um, we have, especially in the Western culture, as far as I'm concerned, we have such a way of wanting to put people aside when they get to a certain age. And, And it's just amazing that these people are so full of knowledge and life experiences. These are the people we should be talking to. Right. You know, and we just want to set them aside and stick them away. And, you know, we're so age centric. It's it's unfortunate. And uh, so I'm really glad to hear that you're you're working with them. And and I wish that 80 year old all the best. <laughs> They're probably in better shape than I am. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to I'm going to send you. Um, I know this isn't part of this podcast, but I want to send you a before and after. Um, her name's Anita. OK. Phenomenal woman. Uh, she got talked into it by her 56-year-old daughter mm. because Flo, her daughter, has been coming to my boot camp for a year and she's lost well over 50 pounds. Wow! So she talked to her to her um, to her mom. So Flo actually got her son and her mom. To come with her, so you got three generations <laughs> that train together. I love it. It's, <laughs> there's it's some funny moments. I, I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I bet there are. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> well, that's really great. It's just just such a, a way to to get you know get the listeners to hear foundationally who you are, where you are, and where you come from, and you know, what you're doing. So those are just awesome stories. I really appreciate that. Um, so, you know, in, in the, in concentrating, uh, many of my episodes this year on the importance of, of fitness and, and nutrition, and, and I'm going to have some nutrition people on, but, you know, um, and, and keeping in mind, as I said, we have listeners from around the world and different socio, socio, 
economic groups. I have said that word so many times. You'd think I'd have it down pat, but you know, socioeconomic groups, income levels, etc. There are people that are living in very poverty-stricken parts of the world, and people that are doing very well for themselves. And I always keep that in mind on my podcast episodes. But I wonder, how would you explain by you know speaking to this type of demographic around the world? Um, the importance of exercise and, and proper nutrition. And I know we kind of touched on it a little bit, but how do you talk to somebody who is in such, maybe such destitution and then somebody at the same time who, who can afford to buy the proper foods? What would you say that they could do? Oh, wow. Um, you know, as I'm thinking in here on, on, on like talking to the, to the, uh, two different groups that you're talking yeah. about. Right. Mm-hmm. I, you know, for me, I'm actually wondering here in the United States, if we're not the ones that are less fortunate. Mm. And I say this, this is the reason I'm saying this because here in this country, we have got restaurants, fast food places. I mean, you got like two, three, four, five in every corner. Yeah. Okay. And it is something that's accepted in our culture to go out and eat. When we celebrate, we eat. Mm-hmm. When we gather together as a group, we eat. It's almost everything that we do when we gather a group of people. It doesn't matter for what reason. The Super Bowl, people plan that for weeks. Oh, yeah. We're talking about the food. And when you look at that food, it's all processed food. Mm-hmm. It's all what I call Franken foods. It's not whole foods. Now, when we're talking about other countries, you know, if we're just going to group them all together, when we're talking about processed food, that I know there's no other country that's got more than us here in the United States. Wow. You know, the bottom line is just to keep it really, really simple, Sevilla, mm-hmm. you want to eat whole, real food. Nothing that's manufactured, not like created in a lab. So if it didn't come from the ground, you really, you know, you really don't want to eat it. You want to eat, you want to make sure that, you know, it was, you know, for lack of a better word, real and natural. Like when you go to the store and you buy a bag of chips, you can't grow that. No. But fruits, vegetables, meats. Now, I am going to talk a little bit when I'm talking about the meats. Like in, in, in um, other countries around the world, their, their, um, their chickens are in their backyard. Mm-hmm. You know, whether they're eating the eggs and then every now and then, you know, breaking that neck and then eating the chicken, that's actually really, really good for you. Here in the United States, 
the vast majority of our food comes from commercialized farms. This is where we get in trouble with our, with our food sources because the animals are not being raised the way that God intended them to be. And that is they're supposed to be out free range, free range. out on the countryside, either eating grass, if they're cows, chickens, they're eating bugs or whatever that comes across. You know, instead, we're loading them up with grain, which is totally unacceptable to their system. But they found out early on, and I'm talking way back in the 30s, they found that grain fattened them up the fastest. So you don't need to be a rocket scientist to figure out they want to get their animals nice and fat because, you know, they're wanting to generate a profit. But the thing is, is these grains, they actually get the animals sick. So, mm-hmm. the, so then they end up putting antibiotics in, our, in the animals. Now, all this stuff is well known. It's well known. Yeah. And then at the same time, they're, they're pumping them full of growth hormones. So there is just so much different things going on with the livestock. It's just that it's not, it's not, <laughs> that is not healthy to eat. You want to make sure when you are eating uh, the meat that, you know, it's, it's quality. That you know it was raised on a farm and was eating real food, not because grain is what? Processed. So when I say not to eat processed food, well, the animals shouldn't eat processed food. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's so true. And, and, then, and then on top of that, to add insult to injury, we have to pay more for free-range chickens and grass-fed meat. that's very, very true. <laughs> and, um, you know, the... The people that don't have as much means, they're, I mean, and and it's a statistical fact. Mm -hmm. They don't live as long. That's one of the reasons. That sounds so sad. (laughs) And and we think we're in a country where, you know, we've got everything we, and we do, we have everything we need. You may just have to pay extra for it. If you, if you want to, you know, eat, eat properly. Because as you said, those restaurants that, that are a dime a dozen on every corner, they have a dollar menu. Right. You know, so it's like it's it's a choice that you have to make on a daily basis. And um, so as far as the the fitness end of it, um, I, I know you're probably going to say, too, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but in a lot of these other countries, they're probably getting more exercise than most of us here in America. That's true. Just just on a daily, just on on um, their daily occupation. Mm hmm. Most people here have a sit-down job in front of a computer. And the body was not designed to stay stationary. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, that was a, that was a lot of information. And I think that, um, I think the listener... Uh, gets it. I think we all know, whether we do it or not, we all know that we most likely need more exercise. But uh, the people in other countries who tend to just 
just out of necessity, just out of a way of life, do get to exercise. I mean, I'm from the the Caribbean, and and whenever I, I go back to visit, people are walking. <laughs> hey, absolutely, yep. You know, there's, I mean, there there are buses that will take you from here to there, but most people are walking, and um, and it's hot. <laughs> you know, the sun is beating down on you, but they're they're opting to walk, and they'll tell you, oh, it's just up the road, and a mile later, <laughs> you're just right. getting where you need to get to. So, um, yeah, uh, fitness is important wherever we are and, and whatever we do to keep our bodies moving. Um, so, so if you don't mind me, if you don't mind me interjecting, because you brought up a really good point. Sure. And, and that was the walking. Yeah. Okay. Now, the reason I want to bring this up is there there is a vast majority of people that have got this false notion that when they're going to go back into shape, they want to start jogging. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can't even tell you. I would want to say it's eight out of 10 people based on my experience. Okay. It's that high. Mm. I never, and I'll use that word, never recommend jogging. Okay. I tell people you're either going to walk or you're going to sprint mm-hmm. one or the two because jogging is not actually when you look at the um, the positive versus the negatives, the pros versus the cons, mm-hmm. there's the risk is too great for injury when you're doing a repetitive motion over and over and over again. We've got a record high of reconstructed knee surgeries, hip replacements, um, because, and when you talk, when you talk to these people like me, when, when I was actually working for the doctor's office and there were so many different people with, uh, with those types of surgeries, you find out, you know, they did a lot of jogging mm-hmm. and it makes sense because that is high impact. You are striking that ground over and over and over again. And even when you're younger and let's say you're not even overweight. That's still a lot of pounding that gets put on your body day after day, even if you're doing it like three times a week. But all you have to do is multiply that by five years, mm-hmm. eight years. Next thing you know, and I say this because my profession, people typically come to see me when they can't do it on their own anymore. Right. So I hear, I hear the stories of the um, late 30, early 40-something housewife that can't seem to lose the weight anymore. And she used to be an avid uh, jogger. And, you know, I have to break that from them. I mean, literally, I'm like, because at my boot camp, I power, we power walk. Because mm. power, I tell people all the time, If there is such a thing as a secret, and there's probably like eight different secrets as I'm laughing here, (laughs) and all of them require work, (laughs) (laughs) power walking is one of the big deals. And all that means is you're walking with intention. You're not not like walking around what I call bird watching. (laughs) That's not really going to help you. You're going to have to go out and go, you know, and go for it intentionally. And, you know, every day you just get a little bit faster. But I just wanted to put that out there 
for people that are, um, you know, thinking about, hey, I want to get back into shape. I'm going to, I'm going to, I just want to let everybody know that's like the best thing to do. But what you want to do is you want to start slow. Okay. Um, if you can, you know, it is always uh, beneficial to be not, not just with the trainer, but with the group. That's one thing that I see over and over and over. The group dynamic um, has a, a, uh, a special like aura and feel to it because it creates camaraderie. Mm-hmm. So unless you're a special type of person that can go ahead and do this um, on your own, which is very, very difficult, you'll have a, a much higher success rate when you are with the group. It gives you a level of accountability, too. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, um, it's it's funny that you should mention jogging because I interviewed a um, OBGYN doctor a few months ago, and uh, she said the very same thing that you just said about jogging. She said our our bodies were not made to jog. Nope. So when you said that, I was like, oh, wow, this is the same thing um, Dr. Masters said. And so... Um, you know, I would, I would compel those of you listening, if you, um, you want to go back to her, um, episode as well. That episode was about, uh, mastering menopause, which is a book that she wrote. And I use her book as a desk reference, but she said the same thing. Our bodies were not made to jog. So it was just very interesting that you said the same thing. That's pretty cool. Right. And the thing, see, this is the whole thing too. When, when I'm getting people and, and, and I'm telling them to power walk, right, that's not a poor substitution for jogging. If your goal is to lose body fat, okay, mm-hmm. power walking is much better at losing body fat than jogging. Mm. In fact, it's not even close. Now, I learned this. Uh, back in 2006 from my coach because when 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 I would compete for the nationals I have my own bodybuilding coach I can't coach myself right 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 he's the one that first taught me about power walking and I was about two weeks in and I was begging him and I was literally Sevilla I was literally <laughs> begging him please let me jog <laughs> let me because it's easier Jogging's easier. Power walking's harder. Mm. But when I saw the result, the results are, are, are way different also. So that's, you know, I was, I'm actually, I was explaining like uh, medically why it's a lot better for our bodies, but it's also a lot better if your goal is to lose body fat. What about treadmills? Yeah, tre- listen, thing about treadmills is I like treadmills, mm-hmm. especially in inclement weather, if you can use a treadmill. The great thing about, like, if I had to pick between one or the other, I just like outdoor walking better. Okay. You're going to use your muscles a little differently because you got to remember, on the treadmill, the track moves. Yeah. So it's more of you like lifting your feet up and then 
the sidewalk would be moving. You know what I'm saying? Right. Instead of you actually generating the power to move yourself. Now, with that being said, the reason I still like the treadmill is because the treadmills, you can get an incline on it. Right. And you can get, um, you know, a pretty decent incline. And that is great in upping the intensity and then using more glutes uh, for the power walk. So, you know, so I look at it more like apples versus oranges, you know, you know, because a lot of people, you know, they're going to want to do treadmill because they don't want to power walk. Like they'll tell me, I've, I've heard this, man, I've heard this quite a bit. Mike, the only time I can power walk is early in the morning. Unfortunately, in this day and age, uh, you know, depending on where you're at, Mm-hmm. A woman isn't safe early in the morning. Right. And I'd rather them be in the gym and using the treadmill. And then me, when I want to increase the intensity, I like using the treadmill, like I said, because of the incline. But they're both, you know, outdoor power walking, treadmill, they're both going to be great for you. Okay. That's good to know. Um, Let's see here. What, how would somebody locally get in contact with you if they wanted to join your program? Well, there's several ways you can get a hold of me. Uh, my phone number is on my website. It's 407-529-4512. My uh, web, website is the name of my company. So it's fitnessbyexample.com. Okay. And then in there, there's, there's all the information. Okay. So um, everything they need is on the website, fitnessbyexample.com. Yes. And um, I'm going to go ahead, as I said, I'm going to put that information. Is it okay to put your phone number? I guess it's on, on your website, so I can yeah, put it I'll in put the show that notes. phone number is right smack dab in the top on my website. Okay. okay. So I'll put that information in the show notes for um, listeners to, uh, to check out if they're local. And and also to just get in contact with you. Do you do any consulting? Long distance or? Yeah, online? I mean. Okay. I mean, my main thing, I mean, we didn't even talk about it, but um, what, <laughs> Sibylla, and I don't even know if you know this, but actually, uh, Fitness by Example is actually known for its transformation challenges. Okay. So um, that's. You know, that's what we specialize on people losing body fat and regardless of regardless of age, like Anita that was talking about my 80 year old client. Mm-hmm. He did the transformation. I do four of those a year, by the way, okay. one every quarter. And they're they're eight weeks long. And this last eight, you know, she did it. Uh, the last eight week one is when when she did it. And um, at 80 years old, she lost 17 pounds. Hmm. Okay. I mean, trust. I mean, I say that is great. I mean, that is great. It is. It's the difference between a a lot of, and I know we again, we're not, you know, we're not medical doctors or anything, but seventeen pounds can make the difference between having to take certain medications and not. So right. That's awesome. Um. Okay. Well, I'm going to put this information in the show notes. Is there anything that you'd like to say before we close out our uh, conversation? Yeah, I mean, for the local people, this is also what I want to say, too, is I do a free fitness boot camp at Northland Church. 
okay. Thursdays at seven o'clock. That's my ministry. I've been doing that for, I mean, close to five years now to where it doesn't matter. I mean, people go there and if you want to stay afterwards, we got like a 15 minute devotional, 20 minute devotional afterwards. Mm -hmm. I got people that come that don't stay. I got people that come and stay, but it's something that, um, you know, you could come because I got people that have been with me in that one for what, four years? Hmm. Just, that's all they, you know, and one of, one of them's Fred and he's 80. He just turned oh. 80 last week or two weeks ago, two weeks ago. Fred turned 80 two weeks ago and he gets his once a week training <laughs> at that boot camp. But, you know, I don't charge. I never even mention my other boot camp there. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. not what it's for. It's my ministry. So, you know, if anybody ever, you know, is, is interested in wanting to, um, you know, check it out for free. And then for my uh, Christian brothers and sisters, you know, for devotional afterwards, just want to just put that out there that we do that at Northland Church at uh, seven o'clock every Thursday evening. Oh, is that on the website, too? You know, OK, I don't know. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't do my own website. Okay. I'm not good with that stuff. <laughs> I'm not good. I'm amazed at all the um, knowledge you have on technology, Sevilla, because I was, when you, when you asked me earlier about Skype, I was panicking. Why? Because <laughs> I'm no good at that stuff. I'm not, oh. I'm not kidding. I'm not, I'm a, I'm a fitness trainer. God wired me for that. <laughs> not for like, this techno stuff, this, oh man, I get other people to do that for me. <laughs> yeah, I learned a lot in the last two years. Let me tell That's you. That's awesome. Yeah. That is great. <laughs> it's amazing. But yeah, I still couldn't do it without my podcast producer either. So I give him everything else. He's going to get this recording. He's going to take care of that because that is not my gift either. Okay. Uh, everything else I've had to learn and it's been been very interesting. But Michael, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to, to talk to us today. I think a lot of people are going to learn quite a bit from our conversation. I know it seemed short, but I think there is a lot of really great information in here, a lot of great nuggets of information for anybody listening around the world. So I want to thank you so very much for your time today. Well, you're welcome, Sevilla. Thank you for asking me. No problem. You have a great day. Okay, you too, Sevilla. Bye. Thanks. Bye.